It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, James Rapine. Great to be with you on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, LockedOnBengals.com. We're also on the iHeartRadio app. And right now, Russ Heltman wrote about the linebacking group for the Bengals. You can check out a year in the life of the Bengals. 2004, Andrew Dunn has wrote about that, plus my conversation with Joe Goodberry of The Athletic. Make sure you check that out as well. All of them. On the podcast page at locked on or on lockedonbengals.com. Obviously, podcast, uh, the podcast with Joe, you can get anywhere. But uh, if you're new to the podcast, by the way, first off, welcome. Second off, I'm James Rapine. We do this every single weekday here, off season, in season, draft season, in between season, training camp. You get exclusive interviews with Bengals players. In fact, the past couple weeks, we've caught up with. Players like John Ross and Tyler Eifert. This week, William Jackson the third, And uh, we do it daily. So you get your daily Bengals fix right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. And I wanted to start with something, oddly enough, that uh, we we saw yesterday in, in, in the NBA. Because the, the NBA finals are going on, and J.R. Smith, he did... Well, something that was just really, really, really stupid. He got a rebound with four seconds to go. The game was tied. The Cavaliers had just missed a free throw. And obviously, if you have any clue about the NBA, you know that the the Cavaliers aren't favored at all. In fact, it shouldn't even be close as far as uh, the series goes. Everyone's expecting the Warriors to win, and rightfully so, because the Warriors are a better team. But LeBron James showed up, showed out, and was able to figure out a way to keep them in the game. The Cavaliers in the game, not only in the game, on the road, but they had a chance to win, and J.R. Smith got a rebound from a free throw. The game was tied at 107, and he thought it was not tied. He thought that the Cavaliers were up one. And, heck, the announcers even thought the Cavaliers were up one. And I swear I'm going to tie this into the Bengals, but uh, basically he ran out the clock and dribbled out the clock and instead he could have put up a shot because he got the rebound right by the rim. Heck, J.R. Smith was fooled. So was the announcer. Listen to this. This was ESPN Radio. And, well, ESPN Radio, they got it wrong as well yesterday. George Hill receives the ball trying to untie the game. 4.7 seconds to go in game one. Free throw line to our right. Hill dips, free throw up, free throw's going to be short, rebounded by Smith, two seconds to go, he dribbles out, they got a foul, they can't get him, the Cavaliers on the road, stunning the Golden State Warriors in game one, tied at 107, my bad, tied at 107. (laughs) Oh man, and so goes into overtime, Golden State rolls, point being J.R. Smith with a really huge mental mistake that didn't need to be nearly as bad uh, as it was. But I have a poll question, at James Rapine on Twitter. And it's something 
I put out there, oh, I'm recording this around 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. I put it out there this morning right before our noon show, noon to one on ESPN 1530. Which play was worse and more embarrassing? The J.R. Smith play, Jeremy Hill's fumble. Right now, 53% of you say Jeremy Hill's fumble, 47% say the J.R. Smith play. That poll question will be open for, uh, well, until tomorrow at 11.50 Eastern time in the morning on Saturday. And I want you to vote, and I'm curious, because to me it's not close. Like, the J.R. Smith play is so much worse than Jeremy Hill. Like, 99.9% worse. Like, it's a lot worse because he had no clue what the score was. None. Zero. Zilch. It's so bad. Jeremy Hill, okay, he fumbled it. That sucks. It's awful. I'm not going to take you through the radio call again because, good God, you don't want to go through that. Heck, I played that a few months ago during my Farewell to Marvin podcast where I looked down memory lane and, well, <laughs> Marvin's still here. So we won't play that, but it's it's very interesting to me to, to look at these results because I get it that – Jeremy Hill play, especially because the majority of my Twitter followers are Bengals fans, not Cavaliers fans. I understand it. I understand why you feel that way. It hurt you more as a fan. But which plays worse? Holy crap. It's not even close to me. J.R. Smith, what the hell are you doing? It would be like running out of bounds, and so now you have to punt it to the other team. Like if Jeremy Hill did that, and, and it's some kind of mental, stupid mistake like that. He fumbled the ball. It happens. And it's it's so interesting. J.R. Smith, he's known as a knucklehead. And uh, my broadcast partner on ESPN 1530 said this to me earlier today, Mo Egger. He was like, you know, that's what the Cavaliers get, though, because there's if there's one guy that's going to fail you and do something stupid like that on the Cavaliers or in this series period for Cavaliers or Warriors, you would say it was J.R. Smith. The Bengals have dealt with that with Adam Jones in the past, Vontez Perfect in the past. So I just I thought that was interesting. I, I did. So vote on the poll question, and I, I want to dive into something else because I got into a debate today about A.J. Green and the Hall of Fame. And I think A.J. Green has a chance at the Hall of Fame. And then I looked at his numbers, and I thought about it, and I need him to raise his game. We'll get to that next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm James Rapine and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Bleacher Report posted an article of NFL players that are currently playing the game that they expect to continue to add to their Hall of Fame resume and eventually make it into the Hall of Fame. And it included guys like Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, and some other players like that. Uh, and Damakung Su was on there. And then it had guys that were had played for a while that needed to play longer to solidify their Hall of Fame resume. And it mentioned guys like Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. I think it mentioned Matt Ryan, which I thought was interesting. But it, it mentioned a bunch of guys like that. They didn't include Geno Atkins. They didn't include A.J. Green. 
And I get why Geno Atkins wouldn't be in. Like, I get Geno Atkins is awesome. Like, he's amazing. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Heck, I saw Ndamukong Sue, and I wasn't sure if I thought he was a Hall of Famer. And he was on the list. So I get that. But A.J. Green, well, he's supposed to be better than Chad, right? He's supposed to be this guy who, yeah, is not only a star, but the best wide receiver in team history. Like, that's kind of what I expect from Green. And I looked at his numbers, and he hasn't had over 1,297 yards since 2013. Think about that. And, And part of it was in 2016, he just got injured. And he was on pace for 1,800 yards that year. And there's no one that's going to say knock A.J. Green. I'm certainly not going to knock Green on this podcast. But he has over 8,200 yards, 556 receptions in his career, and he's played 102 games. Let's compare him to Julio Jones, right? Julio Jones has played in 95 games, has 585 receptions, over 9,000 yards. He's averaging more yards per catch, too, um, nearly a yard more per catch. A.J. Green has a 14-touchdown lead, though. He's caught 57 touchdowns versus Julio Jones is 43. That being said, and I get it, Julio Jones has a better quarterback with him. That's just obvious. I'm not going to argue it. Obviously, Matt Ryan, he's won an MVP, is better than Andy Dalton. But I always thought, oh, it's 1A, 1B. Like, out of that draft class, Julio's great, A.J.'s great. And now it might be slipping away a little bit. Like, for example, 1,297 yards. Julio Jones has done more than that four years, the past four years. Think about that. As far as A.J. Green goes, he had one 1,400-yard year. Julio's had a 1,400-yard year, 1,400-yard year, 1,800-yard year, 1,500-yard year. So, I don't know. I look at this. I look at A.J. Green, and, and then let's compare him to Antonio Brown. Let's do that, too. Brown has two more touchdowns in his career. Was drafted in 2010, didn't really contribute though until 2011. And I mean, he's got, he, he's lapping both of them. 59 touchdowns, over nine, oh, nearly 10,000 yards receiving, 733 receptions. That's the part that's crazy to me. He's had 100 receptions in five straight seasons. Five straight seasons. He's had a, uh, nearly a 1,700 yard receiving year a 1,800-yard receiving year, and a 1,500-yard receiving year. Antonio Brown is a stud. And, and so now the, the question is, what would A.J. Green need to do to be in that conversation? And because I think when he lines up, he's as good as anyone in the league, when he's a healthy, et cetera. And I, it makes me wonder because A.J. is probably as competitive as can be. In fact, I will go ahead and say that as, as competitive as can be. He's 30, 30 years old. 2018, what if they struggle this year? He's not going to want to keep doing this when he's watching guys like Antonio Brown catch passes from Ben Roethlisberger, when he's watching Julio Jones win in every category, have more success in the postseason, and continue to build their Hall of Fame resume. Like, if you're A.J. Green, you cannot sit here. And part of it is he's got to raise his game. He needs to be like 2016 this season. He needs to be insane. And I know the offseason's been bad, or the offseason, the, the, the past few seasons have been bad, but in 2016, he was insane. Had 66 receptions in 10 games, had 964 yards, four touchdowns. 
he was going to have a huge, huge year, and it got derailed by an injury. And obviously it was a bad year, but they need him, one, to have success. Obviously you need A.J. Green to have a big year. But think about that. There are so many, and I mean so many people, who think that A.J. Green is just better than Chad Johnson, right? He's already beat Chad Johnson just in the Bengals uh, the Bengals rankings, wide receiver-wise. Chad, in 2003, with John Kitna, averaged over 15 yards a catch, had 1,300 yards receiving. 1,355 yards receiving. Then he dropped a little bit with a, a young Carson Palmer, 1,274 with 95 receptions. Went up to 97 receptions, had 1,400 yards. Then 1,300-plus yards. Then 1,400-plus yards. He had from... 2003 to 2007 he he was just it was insane it was insane he was averaging he had over nearly 7000 yards averaged 15 yards a catch 43 touchdowns in that 5 year span chad was insane 462 receptions aj green's never done that if i take aj green's best 4 years It's it's no it's nowhere near close to Chad's best four years. Thirty eight touchdowns, so the touchdowns are there, but everything else is just off. And I, I'll do that. Let's let's do that with Chad. Let's take out. I'll go two thousand and four, Chad through two thousand and seven. Chad Johnson ha- had fifty five hundred yards, three hundred and seventy two receptions. AJ Green had three hundred and fifty receptions. 5,114 yards, 400 yards difference, 22 receptions difference. Chad had less touchdowns. That's fair. Get that aspect of it. But overall, Chad averaged more yards per catch. I don't know. And and I think A.J. Green's great. I've defended him a ton. Part of it's on Andy. Hell, I've watched Andy miss him on deep ball after deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. But... If we're talking about a team that, and again, getting back to the original thing that that gave me this idea, Bleacher Report didn't mention any Bengals as even Hall of Fame prospects. So if that's the case, and you're continuing to lose to a team like the Steelers in your division that has a Hall of Fame quarterback, that has a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Antonio Brown, and a guy in Le'Veon Bell who's probably a Hall of Famer, and that's just on the offensive side— well, no wonder they lose all the time. I know I simplified that a ton. But can A.J. Green be as good as Antonio Brown? Because if so, he needs to be as good this year. Can Andy Dalton be 2015 Andy? Because guess what? You're going to need to do it this year. Can Joe Mixon be Le'Veon Bell? Or does he just copy his mannerisms? Because he's going to need to do it this year. So to bring it full circle, I think A.J. Green has the talent to be the best wide receiver in Bengals history. But when I look at the numbers... It's not there. And part of it's injuries, part of it's Andy, part of it's whatever you want, part of it's Ken Zampezi. Absolutely it is. But it needs to change this season. It needs to change in 2018. He needs to be great in 2018. Personally, to help the team have success. A.J. Green, if you told me he had 80 receptions this year, I'd say it's not enough. I need him to dominate. And don't tell me it's because they have so many weapons. The Steelers somehow find the way to get the ball to Antonio Brown, 100-plus receptions a year. 
A.J. Green needs to be great, and the Bengals need to find him in 2018. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's been a fun week. It's been a fun week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back at it on Monday. Please subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and LockedOnBengals.com. There's a bunch of articles on LockedOnBengals.com. I will be writing over the weekend about John Ross in this offense, A.J. Green in this offense, Joe Mixon, Bill Lazor. So be on the lookout for that as well. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.